great. There is no known evidence that Biden did anything wrong. The whole thing involved corruption in Ukraine, a corrupt prosecutor who much of the world was pressuring Ukraine to remove. Earlier this year, a Ukrainian official said there was no evidence of any wrongdoing by Joe Biden or his son, Hunter. The real issue here is the phone call, the claim that the president pressured a foreign leader to investigate a political rival and the failure to pass the whistleblower complaint to Congress. Now, among Democrats, pressure to impeach this president is building. The top Democrat in Congress, the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, warning the White House that refusal to hand over the whistleblower complaint could be a grave new chapter of lawlessness by the White House, and wrote that it could lead to a whole new stage of investigation. Welcome to Liberté, Galité, Fraternité and all that, a podcast about current affairs, foreign policy, politics and governments behaving badly. So as I explained in episode one, I did not want to get sucked into all the craziness that inevitably comes out of Donald Trump's Washington. Unfortunately, in the last week, I have been basically left with no choice with the speed at which this Ukrainian story has picked up steam and with impeachment now looking like a very realistic possibility. So rather than going into some of the political topics that I wanted to talk about, I will have to take a brief detour and just do a short episode about impeachment before I get into some of the things I want to talk about. We all knew Donald Trump was not fit for the presidency. He's ignorant. He's a demagogue. He spends a lot of time trying to rile up the worst emotions in the American public. He's always been a crook, engaged in shady real estate deals, with often with questionable people, stiffing his suppliers, among other things. But once in office, he seems to have taken grifting to an art form. Every other weekend, he's golfing at his golf course. And guess who's paying for that? You have a bunch of foreign governments trying to curry favor with Trump by booking rooms in his hotel in D.C. And now it turns out there's a new scandal about a foreign entity booking a bunch of rooms in a Trump hotel and then never actually showing up. And guess who's getting the money for that? You have a possible scandal where the Air Force suddenly is making stops at this Scottish airport, which happens to be close to Trump's loss-making Scottish golf course, where the pilots have to end up staying at his golf course. So there's a bunch of questionable behavior that has been going on for quite some time. And then you add into it Trump's weird fascination with bloody dictators. But this particular scandal is also an example of what happens when you live in a particular news bubble and then you start believing the nonsense that you are putting out there. We have seen this before. This happened with the Obama birther scandal. It happened with the so-called IRS scandal, where the IRS actually did not revoke tax exemptions for a bunch of right-wing organizations who were actually engaging in politics. They should have, but they did not. And... As Joe Biden appeared for a while to be the likely Democratic nominee, you had a whole bunch of characters on the right, including Rudy Giuliani, 
who were desperately trying to tear down Joe Biden. And over here, they're helped in this matter by the character and personality of Joe Biden's younger son, Hunter. I don't have much good to say about Hunter. By all accounts, he would be a Billy Carter of a Biden presidency, an embarrassment if Joe Biden ever becomes president. And the type of business transactions Hunter Biden is engaging in are sketchy. There's no way he would have been appointed on the board of this Ukrainian company were it not for the fact that his last name is Biden. That's pretty clear. But while it's a possible conflict of interest, nobody has really come up with an explanation of what actual law Hunter Biden broke. It is sketchy. It probably should not be allowed. But as of now, there's no real pronouncement of what laws have been broken. And then we come to Biden himself. Trump supporters have seized on this particular clip where Biden proudly proclaims that he got this Ukrainian prosecutor fired. Unfortunately, anybody who has paid any serious attention to this knows the prosecutor in question, everybody wanted him fired because he was not prosecuting anybody in Ukraine for corruption and all the European countries and the United States who were funding Ukraine heavily were sick and tired of no action being taken. And that is why the man was fired. And at this point, there really is nothing to show that Hunter Biden being on the board of this company was what got the guy fired. And again, as of now, nobody's really come up with what crime Hunter Biden has has performed. He's a grifter, but then so are the Trump children. Ivanka Trump has been getting some rather questionable trademarks in China. We have seen the Trumps trying desperately to make money off the presidency in various promotions of their hotels and the golf course. And we already have scandals involving people trying to sell access to the president by being members of his Mar-a-Lago golf course. So it's a little weird for Donald Trump to be pointing fingers here, but that has never really stopped him. The fascinating thing about this is how this scandal actually erupted. Evidently, there was somebody in the intelligence services who was seconded to the White House who was narrated a story that really concerned him. And he decided to file a complaint with the inspector general. And what was the thing that really concerned him? Evidently, Donald Trump had stopped military aid to Ukraine, which was a known thing at the time when it happened. People are wondering, was this a favor to Vladimir Putin, who Trump admires probably more than anybody else, uh, while saying, nobody has been tougher on Russia than me, which is nonsense. So this has been out there for a while, but what really made this explosive was the accusation that Trump tried to pressure the newly elected Ukrainian president, Zelensky, to start up an investigation of Joe Biden and his son. Now, this is spectacular stuff. An American president is trying to get a foreign country to go after his, what looks like his primary political rival. So this simmered for a while as as news of the whistleblower started to spread. And then puzzlingly, Donald Trump went ahead and released a transcript of the call. Many people are baffled as to why he actually did this. As the furor about this started to grow, maybe he thought it would go away. 
But the transcript does not really look good for him because it's pretty clear in the transcript that he is extorting the Ukrainian president. When Zelensky asks for military aid, there is Trump saying, hey, I need a favor and trying to get Giuliani and Bob Barr to talk to the Ukrainian president. Also, there are a bunch of ellipses in the transcript, and it is very likely there's a lot more in this conversation we still don't know about. Nixon had his tapes, which had moments of, which had stuff deleted from it. Trump has his ellipses. So we don't know what else Trump was up to in that call. And then the whistleblower complaint became, was it disclosed to Congress and made public? And as it turns out, that pretty much everything in the transcript is as the whistleblower suggested. And time and again, other stuff the whistleblower talked about, rec recordings of certain things being moved to a private, special private server, ironic, isn't it? All that stuff has now been admitted. And of course, that doesn't stop Trump and his acolytes from nonsense about the whistleblower has been has been making stuff up even though the account matches up with what is in the transcripts. You have people like Lindsey Graham, who sold his soul to avoid a primary challenge in South Carolina, making ridiculous arguments that it is hearsay. And George Conway, who's a Republican lawyer and who puzzlingly is still married to Kellyanne Conway, who that's a marriage that frankly boggles understanding, has already torn down Lindsey Graham's ridiculous arguments about hearsay on Twitter, and it's worth a read. Suffice it to say, this is not a court of law, and the hearsay exception does not really apply over here, and particularly we already have admissions against interest So, by Trump, and all everything he's said has pretty much been backed up. So what is the reaction of the Republican Party to this? Mostly silence. You have a bunch of senators claiming they have not actually read the whistleblower report because they have been so busy. I don't know what they've been busy about. They have pretty much not been passing any legislation. The only thing they have done is confirm judges. But as usual, when a Trump scandal erupts, Republican congressmen run for the hills because they have no idea what is going to come out next. Trump defenders on the Sunday sh shows last week did not come off very well because the conduct is frankly indefensible. You have a president of the United States trying to get a foreign country to go after a political rival and at the same time extorting the country by holding up military aid. Fox News actually has come up with news that almost everybody in Trump's national security security team wanted to give Ukraine the aid and Trump is the one who decided to stop it. This does not look good. And as a result, this has kicked impeachment into overdrive. Impeachment looked dead after the Mueller report came out because while there are many bad things in the Mueller report, there was no silver bullet and the public basically did not care. And I think the Democrats have somewhat overlearned the lessons of 1998 when the Republicans lost a few seats after going ahead with impeachment. There are many Democrats in Trump districts who are frankly worried about impeachment because these are generally more 
Republican-friendly districts, and impeachment is not popular there. And Nancy Pelosi, who wants to hold on to a House majority, has smartly tried to protect these congressmen. But the conduct here is so outrageous that even some of these relatively moderate Democrats started jumping on board. And as a sign of how far this is going, there's Tulsi Gabbard, and we will have an episode about what's wrong with Tulsi uh, in a few weeks. Even Tulsi Gabbard, who two days before was repeating her tired line about, oh, impeachment will be so divisive. Even she finally realized she might be one of the last Democrats who has not supported impeachment. And guess what? She's trying to run for president. She has no chance at all of becoming the nominee, but that's not going to stop her. And even she has finally had to admit that the conduct here is so outrageous that it is time to proceed with impeachment. And evidently, this came as a shock to Trump, who thought releasing the transcript would show everybody how innocent he is and there's nothing there. And to anybody with a brain, the quid pro quo is pretty clear what he's trying to get the Ukrainian president to do. Ukraine knows they need American help, and right now Trump is president. And so as the impeachment train starts leaving the station, Trump is becoming even more unhinged than usual. He started off with some ridiculous comment about the whistleblower being a spy, that hinting that the man should be, man or woman should be executed. He's increasingly demanding that he has a right to confront his accusers, in a, which actually only applies in a court of law, but he's demanding the identity of the whistleblower, and which we have actual statutes to protect the identity of the whistleblower. He has started retweeting nutcases who are threatening civil war if Trump is impeached. And that actually finally got a Republican congressman from Illinois to say, okay, this is not acceptable. Again, crickets from most of the rest of the Republican Party. He has taken to ranting about how impeachment, which actually is a procedure in the Constitution, is a coup. He's basically gone off the deep end. And again, to most of this, the bulk of the Republican caucus in Congress is silent. Ever since Donald Trump took out a couple of congressmen who mildly criticized him during the 2018 primaries, the Republican Party has run scared of Trump. They quietly whisper that they cannot stand him, but these profiles and courage do not want to be caught publicly criticizing him or admitting that this is bad. You had Mitt Romney express concern. You have had Susan Collins bravely express concern. But then you have had a couple of people saying, so what? There's nothing here. And it's telling that most of the defenses are not actual defenses of his conduct. They are attacks on Joe Biden because it's very, very hard to defend what he did here. So this is where we are right now. Now, it seems very, very likely at this point that the House will impeach Mitch McConnell has said that at this point, the Senate will hold a trial, which the Constitution does require them to hold. It doesn't provide much guidance as to how the trial must be conducted, whether it will be a cursory vote or will he actually do a trial. You can have some vote that, some hope that maybe, maybe, maybe Republicans will finally take this as a chance to get rid of him, but I'm not really holding out hope. Most of them have remained silent as Trump goes from outrageous behavior to outrageous behavior, I will be shocked to see suddenly 
this Republican caucus develop a spine. You recently had a case of Paul Ryan, who Paul Krugman accurately tagged as the flim flam man, who is now on the uh, board of directors of Fox News. He evidently made a comment to Vanity Fair about how now that, or at least somebody made a comment attributed to Paul Ryan about how now that he's in Fox News, he can do something about Trump. And guess what? Paul Ryan was only Speaker of the House. But he never had the guts to stand up to Trump because Trump has basically neutered the Republican caucus. They're scared of him because they're after years of riding the tiger and encouraging their base to believe a bunch of nonsense, you now have a situation where the demagogue has the base in thrall and the Republican caucus is stuck. They are stuck with Trump. They cannot challenge him because to challenge him is possibly end their political careers. So they choose careers over country. On Wednesday, as this saga continues, you had another spectacular meltdown from President Trump. As the poor, bemused Finnish president stood there, you had Donald Trump lay it to his accusers using his insults for Congressman Schiff, for Nancy Pelosi, on the whistleblower, repeating his nonsense about Joe Biden. And here's a small clip as Trump becomes unhinged as a reporter asks him some follow-up question about Biden because he never actually answered him the first time. Ask a question, please. Thank you, sir. Mr. Biden, what did you want about Biden? What did you want him to look into on Biden? Look, Biden and his son are stone-cold crooked. And you know it. His son walks out with millions of dollars. The kid knows nothing. You know it, and so do we. Go ahead, ask a question. The, the question, sir, was what did you want President Zelensky to do about Pre Vice President Biden and his son, Hunter? Are you talking to me? Yeah, it was just a follow-up of what I just asked listen, you, sir. Listen, you ready? We have the President of Finland. Ask him a question. I have one for him. I just wanted to follow up on the one that I asked you. Which did was, you hear what me? Did you, want did you hear to... me? Yes, ask sir. him a question. I, I will. But I've my... given you a long answer. Ask <laughs> this gentleman a question. Don't be rude. No, sir, I don't want to be rude. I just wanted you to have a chance to answer the question that I asked I've you. I've answered everything. It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media that we have in this country. And I say in many cases, the corrupt media, because you're corrupt. Much of the media in this country is not just fake, it's corrupt. And you have some very fine people, too. Great journalists, great reporters. But it, to a large extent, it's corrupt and it's fake. Ask the president of Finland a question, please. Okay, I'll move on now. This is not normal behavior. It is, it's very hard to understate how much harm Trump has caused to our institutions and our global standings. This is what happens when you have a conspiracy nut elected president. Remember, this is the guy who thought Alex Jones, who is now being sued by the parents of, of the children killed in the Connecticut school shooting at Sandy Hook, this is Trump who thought Alex Jones was a reasonable newsman. This is the type of guy who is our president. And then you have the question of norms, which will be the subject of the next episode. Democracies, with the exception of the United Kingdom, have constitutions and written constitutions to guide modes of behavior. 
But in addition to written constitutions, there are always unwritten norms of behavior on what behavior is acceptable and what you expect from your elected officials. Just because you can do certain things doesn't mean you should do certain things. And as you elect demagogues, these norms gradually get shredded when the pursuit of power exceeds everything else. And this is a process, to be fair to Trump, this has been going on longer and before Trump was elected. But you have now with Trump a guy who is totally ignorant about the modes of behavior, what's acceptable behavior in a president, what are the restrictions that actually, what, restri what restrictions a president's conduct has. We had a story that broke actually yesterday about Trump wanted to possibly shoot at migrants as they came across the border. He, he wanted to put gators and snakes in a moat. That was another thing that left him unhinged, which he claimed it was fake news. But there are so many other people citing it that people, it's probably true. Generally, when Trump screams fake news, things are generally end up being true. And when you have a demagogue like Trump, you shred these norms. And a presidential democracy in particular is not a to have such an unstable person at the top. And so, as the impeachment trail rolls out, we will, the next episode, will discuss norms. And Trump is hardly unique in this. This is, unfortunately, a problem that's happening across the world. So next week, as we will come back, as the impeachment train has left, and we move on to governments behaving badly, uh, we will discuss norms, a couple of historical examples, and why and how this is bad, and some recent examples of bad conducts. Well, that's it for today, and I will see you soon. I, I believe it or not, I watch my words very carefully. There are those that think I'm a very stable genius, okay? I watch my words very, very closely.